Kings of Friends podcast. That's old man. Hello. Hello there. Old northern man. You can do old man. It's one of your uh, voices. Help me. One of your... One of your allowable voices. Yeah, allowed voices. Yeah, it is. <laughs> There's several that you do which are barred. They are. Uh, so, shall we get on with the show? Yeah. So, we are on episode two. No. <laughs> episode two. We are on Christ. season two, episode, episode eight. eight. How are we like eight episodes into season two? Already? Seems like only yesterday we were saying, oh, we've got a new season. I know, now but this is Eight. eight. It's ridiculous. I think time's speeding up. So will our summer show be within this season? I suppose it will be. No. It won't be in this. Sorry. Well, it's one a month, basically. One podcast a month. And actually, I think the review show of our June event will be the uh, 12th episode. I've sort of calculated it. Yeah. Well, we are now doing one per month. Yeah. So be grateful. Yes. And hopefully this will be out by the end of the month. Yeah. Is that even true? So, what have we got to celebrate? Well, what have we got to celebrate? Well, let's talk about what we're doing in this show then. Because this is a wider scene show, which means we have flung our net out. Not (laughs) Colchester, because we're from Colchester. But um, We're flaunting our cash, putting it straight into our cars in the form of petrol. We've already been to Chelmsford. Yep. Uh, for our wider scene and this time it was Ipswich hey now brother where you been I just got back from the water scene the water scene what's a water scene the water scene just where I been we're never going to cover these towns in one show we just no. have to go around and then we'll come back to Chelmsford again come back to Ipswich at some point well we put out a, a, a question didn't we online saying what are the Ipswich bands what are they and there were loads of responses yeah. tons of responses so we just had to sort of pick and choose so like put, a few but there's a hell of a lot out yeah, there yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was so we picked a few favourites we have we to have cut to it down in, yeah. in some ways and yeah. choose and also so of course, bands, we, bands maybe, maybe we've seen we know a bit about so it's easier to get into it if you know yeah. a little bit about them to start yeah. with. Yeah. You know, if you didn't make it this time, don't worry, we'll be coming back to it at some point. Yeah. Chelmsford. With, with our shopping trolley. Yeah. And we'll shove you in, yeah. take you to the alleyway. Yeah. Um, so we've got Ecto Peach, yeah. who are half Ipswich and half Colchester. And you know them quite well, actually, so you didn't have to use any cable ties for them. No, no uh, cable <laughs> No pushing them into like against the walls and things. Although more on that later. Uh, and uh, yeah, we know them pretty well. Yeah, we know them pretty well. I was astonished they've only been going about a year as well. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. And then we've got Icarus. Yep. Who are from Framlingham. Yeah. Uh, really young. A couple of them still at school. I felt like oh, some okay. errant uncle interviewing them. <laughs> like, who is this guy? It's like, oh my god, you're literally like eighteen years old. Do you think he'll make it to the end of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they think they probably think I'm 80 or something, don't they? <laughs> and uh, you have also been snuffling around in the truffle trough of promoters. <laughs> the truffle trough of Ipswich. Yes, yes, I um, interviewed a young man called Darren Smith, although, of course, everybody's young compared to us. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's a, a promoter for Dead Soul Promotions in Ipswich. Mm. Met him at St. Jude's Brewery. I always have problems with my arms. I'll try to say that again. Brewery. Brewery. St. What is that, like a pub? Brewery, yes. Pub? Sounds yeah, nice. Yeah. I thought you were going to say St. Jude's Church, like no. Dead Soul Productions in a church. Yeah. Like the, yeah. fa- the sort of uh, battle of good and evil. Yeah. 
You were caught up in it on fire. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I had paid for two hours parking, so I had to to make that battle quite short. Yes, yeah, the battle with hell. <laughs> do you mind if we do this quickly? Because <laughs> my parking's running out. God versus evil. Do you want to pause it and then yeah. go back in with the thing? I'm just waiting for Peter to stop chewing chocolate. <laughs> it really like doesn't want to go, does it? Chocolate it just sits in the corner of your mouth. Yeah, it's, you're not exactly advertising it. Why are you going nowhere? <laughs> Want some claggy chocolate? Mm, mm. Claggy. <laughs> claggy chocolate. Mm. Um, also available in milk. No, what is it? White white chocolate claggy. Also available in a in pasty. <laughs> oh, in a paste form. <laughs> Ecto peach, ecto peach, ecto peach, ecto peach, ecto peach, ecto peach. So ecto peach, we know him pretty well. But I was well, you do. I don't really. I haven't really talked to you. You're more chat. You're more. You're the friendly one of the of kings of friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I bump into him, I have a chat. And I was just amazed that they'd only been going for a year. So we are. We've just gone past the start of sort of 2023. But if you go back just a year and maybe a month. There was their first gig at the Three Wise Monkeys, and it was um, New Year's Eve. Not bad. First gig at the Three Wise Monkeys. Pretty good. Yeah. A pride of guard. But yeah, so I've been going for a year, which they told me about. I, di- I didn't even realise that. But they've really, um, you know, shifted some arse over the last year. Because they have done some serious stuff. Like supports with collars. Yeah. Meths. Yeah. Pet needs. Yeah. All support slots. Yeah. Amazing. We helped out with the Ukrainian fundraiser last year. They played with that. Yes. Oh, yes, they did. And um, they're visually great band. Like, very... Like a flame at the front. A flame at the front. And then you've got the bass player with the... Face mask? Is it a face mask or is it a bag over his head? It's some sort of... (laughs) I think it's it's a face mask. It is a mask, is it? And gloves. And gloves. Yeah, I mean, how he does that. I mean, one of the nights we were there, it was so hot. I know, but somehow he does it. Somehow he does it. Well, let's introduce the band. Yes. First of all, so we've got Louise Brett, singer. Yep. And Matthew Burrows, guitar. Yes. Frequent listener to the podcast. Yes, with a huge effect. (laughs) Yes, effects board, ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, it's, I mean... I mean, the Queen Street brew house, I mean, how nobody steps on, he's taking up half the stage. When he put his uh, his board up, we said, yeah, but where's the band going? Yeah. Um, Sam Hornsey on bass. Yeah. The man in the mask. And Simon Hunt on drums. The man who cannot keep his top on for longer than about 10 minutes. I know, he's like the Iggy Pop of Colchester. Justin, I remember you saying, um, where did they get their name from? Yes. And then we had this sort of guess, didn't we, that it came from a song title. Echo Beach. Turns out, well, Sam told me that um, it was a colour chart, actually. Now, he saw a colour chart. You remember the colour charts? I don't know if they have colour charts anymore. Yeah, they do, um, There was a a colour called Echo Peach. Yeah. Now, Echo Peach, that's ridiculous. It's like... It's like saying, you know, oh, um, suspicious blue or something, isn't it? It's like a that weird... must have been a play on Echo Beach, though. It Possibly. must have been, yeah. Echo Peach, yes, I yeah. reckon you're right. So they saw that and they thought, oh, that sounds good, you know, it sounds good, but maybe we should change it. They just changed that one letter and from the H to the T and it became Echo Peach. But yes, I think you're right, Echo Beach, that's probably where it came from originally. And, of course, they've got their strap line, middle-aged angst, which I asked them about, you know, is it still like, is that what we are, middle-aged mm. angst here? Because they're not really middle-aged, actually, are they, I wouldn't say. I'd say middle-aged is about 80 nowadays. 
Well, that's only so we can keep calling ourselves middle-aged. <laughs> yes, yes, and then you're like, I'm still young. Yeah, yeah so we had a good chat. I went over to... Um, to Black Cactus Studios oh. just before they started playing and I stood them up against the wall and said right is last chance to speak tell us what you think anyway shall we hear from the Ecto let's people? hear from the Ecto Peach let's hear what they're going to say okay right here do it right now I'm here with Lou hi and with Matt hello and with Simon hello and with Sam hello I'm not going to go over the instruments but there they are this is Ecto Peach now we are at Black Cactus Studios uh, and how are you doing guys Fantastic. It's a bit of an odd question, really, isn't it? Yeah. First question. Uh, what were your big successes of 2022? Forming a band called Ecto Peach. <laughs> that was a good success. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, no, it's <laughs> so funny because if you listen to the podcast, you're thinking, how's this going to sound when I it know, comes out of the I podcast? Know, I've heard about it. Like, uh, we have to do a lot of editing, and, and um, <laughs> I'm interested in how it's going to work. So. Tell us about your successes. Um, oh, no. Twice at um, the art centre to packed out with the meths and pet needs. That was, that was very good. Mm. Um, we've played lots of really good bands: Ghosts of Men, Lamplight Club, uh, Elephant Jane, Elephant Jane, Collars, yeah, Fer- uh, Generation Fe- Gen Feral, Generation Generation Feral. Feral. <laughs> Thank you. Can we just say the start of twenty twenty two? Is there was there a difference between the end? In what, in what well, is there, has there been a progression through the year? Because we've certainly noticed that. Yeah, P- people are singing along to our songs now. Right. We're definitely playing to bigger audiences, aren't we? We, yeah. I mean, our New Year's Eve show was our one-year anniversary since our first gig. Wow! It was incredible. We had we had a room full of people just dancing and happy and just wanting to be there. They were all singing along, and we were just all vibing off each other it was just amazing it just it's just really felt like it's grown and for a year that's pretty impressive for any band really thank you very much yeah that's very kind of you it's so funny it's because we can edit this as much as we want if you if you if you you say thank you and we don't hear it i can always go like that thank you that's that's (laughs) we should have just a big mic anyway look sorry next question then um so you've given yourselves this strap line middle-aged angst which has stuck you know people Mm. know that is your thing Uh, how how has that worked out for you do you think is that is it is it become an albatross or is it a good thing is it working for you it's good it's good I think people are reacting well to it, even young people who aren't middle-aged. Why, why are the young people reacting well to it? I don't them. know. Everyday things that annoy them, everything that, things that annoy me, everything that annoys Lou. It's all encompassed into one big mood, and then, you, <laughs> and then literally you play drums or you play an ecto-beat song, and it literally encompasses all of that energy, and you're, it's a release. Mm. Okay. Aww, nice one. Social media. Is there a way of distinguishing between the sort of backslapping on social media, the well done, this is great, and sort of real world success, or are they basically the same thing? Is this a clever way of asking, is the scene cozy? <laughs> Too cozy. <laughs> the cozy question. He does, they don't know. So they don't um, no, they don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> I keep meaning. What I mean is, what I basically mean is, there's a, there's a lot of commentary, isn't there, on mm-hmm. social media about the band, you know, about all bands. And people make comments and, you know, that's great, yeah, I love it, etc. But is that, is that real-world success or is there a difference? I think, I personally think that is success, if that's what you're looking for. And if you're looking, like, we're not, not really looking for a, a popularity vote or anything like that. We're looking to just play the music. If people, other people like it, that's really, really cool. Other people do like it. They say they like it. So how do you take it? You take it really well. Okay, yeah. Um, there are a lot of tricks to try and get more 
people to follow you. There's lots of ways. There's there's there's, sto- yeah. there's, there's whole things on the internet about how to do it, and we're not doing that. Right. We're just playing and yeah. okay. trying to be funny on social media. Trying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're having we're having fun playing. That that's yeah. our biggest thing, isn't it? It's not yeah, so it's not about trying to make it famous or. Yeah. Um, yeah. any aim other than just really really enjoying what we do you know I'm just scared by this microphone I'm just, I'm just looking it's intimidating <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> knife comes out at the end <laughs> don't hit me with your stick because <laughs> I mean you know I mean people say don't they you get to an age in a band where you've just decided that you know you're not going to make it and therefore mm. you're going to do something different instead yeah. and that sort of breaks at a certain point doesn't it where you think well, well, if we're not going to make it now, we're never going to make it, kind of thing. Or you get to the age where uh, that sort of you you've forgotten about that. <laughs> when when you're twenty, you sort of did that. You've forgotten about it, and now you you realise. Well, for me personally, like, I realise I just like playing drums, you right. know. And then you join other like-minded people, like the rest of this band, and then you've all realised that you've had twenty years' experience. You can really gel together really quickly. Everyone's a musician. You're not you're not thinking, oh, we've got to sack the bassist because he's not our mate anymore. Yes, he's the best bassist. Sam is the best bassist for the job. Matt is the best guitarist. Lou's the best singer. See, literally, it makes it easy. It does. Can I agree. I, can I just say Simon's the best drummer for yeah. the job as well? <laughs> can we all take it in turns to say everything? I, I felt he was angling towards it. <laughs> so I just wanted to get it out there. <laughs> Didn't want to oh, even... my God. So what makes a great song? How do you know if you've written a great song? Music. <laughs> no, music. That's what makes a great song. I'll say it again. So shy. Um, we just, just do it. I don't think we try. Uh, so how do you know if a song's good then? I mean, if you're just writing stuff and playing, how do you know what's good? I guess it's, uh, it starts with something which is good. <laughs> Sorry, my face <laughs> too close. I'm against the wall. What's great? You're against the wall as well. There's no escape. Yeah, so we start with an idea. Usually, Sam or myself come up with an idea, and right. we've obviously brought something we think is mm. good. Right. And then it builds, and it gets better. And then Lou does her thing, and it right. just goes over the top. And yeah, okay. we don't think about it. <laughs> you okay, AJ? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need, AJ? I just want to give this to. Uh... Ah, sorry. Is this like live? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, not it's live, a little no. welcome pack for you. Oh, you beautiful thing. See it for you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Monday. Yes, see you on Monday. Yes, see you on Monday. Yeah, the boys on. must have. Thank you. <laughs> Blimey, this is. Let's get the beat. Any, well, what makes a good song? Does anyone else want to add to that? Yeah. Um, but what makes us? <laughs> if you said yeah, they went whatever. <laughs> I don't know. The way we write our songs is very different to how right. I've had it before. Mm-hmm. But if Sam, for example, if Sam comes up with a baseline, which he often does, and uh, literally as soon as I hear it and I think it's good, I'll just start drumming. So then Matt will put something over, and then if we all look at each other and smile, that's right. a good song, yeah. all right? Okay. And then when Sam has, says, "Oh, there's 15 of them," we say, "No, there's not. There's eight. <laughs> yeah, and then Sam will say, well, should I play seven? No, no, play four. <laughs> and another four, and then we'll go into that eight bit again, and then we formulate the, a real song, and that's what makes it good. Is this all true, Sam? Yeah, just, just about that. I like to play for 20 minutes, so... Right. They get it down and control. Right. 
Lose, the song's gonna... lose the big editor. We, we all three of us will get something together and it'll be about three and a half minutes and lose like, that's good, but, you know, cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> One minute, please. <laughs> yeah, she's quite ruthless. Yeah. Can I remember the words for a second? Um, are you going to keep your top on um, during a gig, <laughs> ever? Well, I've t- just taken it off now, so did you want me to put it back on? <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, he is wearing clothes at the moment. Uh, as soon as I get rich enough to afford air conditioning, that's when it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles, sorry to bring them up, but uh, the what? Beatles, they, the, the fifth Beatle was George. Is there a fifth uh, Peach? Uh, yes, there's m- more. There's six, I'd say. Uh, we've got uh, Rebel Arts, uh, who's Jake, who does our artwork. So that's, he is a fifth. Yeah. And then AJ, I'd say. He's been instrumental in lots of things we've been doing. Mm. Black Cactus. And there's obviously, uh, we think of... Um, a litter of kings and friends as like you know <laughs> part of the family as well I mean, say the fifth peach is the peachettes oh, oh yeah, yeah. About them. That's, yeah that's tell us about the peachettes Lou tell us about the peachettes I don't, Matt organised it sorry I, <laughs> he's so good at deflecting questions <laughs> I'm really sure I don't know what to say I'm so sure so the peachettes were just people we put in the video they're people yeah, we knew yeah, and it. some people hadn't even heard our songs before but there are people I knew and I said to them down the pub once do you want to be in a video and they said yes I said you get a free t-shirt and I've sold it to them (laughs) and then then I got into our house my wife who's uh, used to be a dancer had got a routine together and then we plied them all with about seven bottles of Prosecco (laughs) (laughs) then went to a public space and made them dance it was quite funny (laughs) sounds quite frightening (laughs) do it they loved it they loved it and they'll all do it again but I think that's because they were so drunk at the time and then applied with gin afterwards so they forgot about the experience (laughs) it was all good being in a band is it all fun what like they say it is this band this being in a band is it all fun this band is all lots of fun I mean not completely fun yeah that's 95% of the time yeah well there's other times when you have a bad time mentally health or uh, like literally very depressive. I've been a lot of time, and then you come to your, your band practice. Like I played a gig, I forgot about everything for thirty three minutes. Yeah. Strangely enough, that's how long the set lasts. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's a great way to think. But so support wise, you just have to be honest and cool with the band members. They say, you know, this is a real band. They're like your mates. Mm. They support you. They've got your back. You don't really have to have everything other than trust. That's what helps the music. So it all sort of goes back to what you're saying about almost choosing your band rather than sort of growing up with them yeah yeah but we didn't even it just all fell into place really because i mean i hadn't hadn't actually been playing guitar for about 20 odd years and then i was out with lou um through a mutual friend of ours and uh, she said she wanted to be in another guitar band she hadn't been wasn't in one at the time she was in lots of other Mm. things i plucked up the courage and asked her and she said yes and then she knew sam and then sam remembered simon from school or no not school something like pub pub. So like a, a domino effect, really. Yeah. 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 It was kind of more like default than actually choosing. Oh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, you it's, chose me, Matt. You oh yeah, okay. Me. It's, it's like there was a choice. There was a choice because you could have the drum machine you were practicing with for three <laughs> months, couldn't you? <laughs> it wasn't three months. It was three practices. Oh, well, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, but it's worked out perfectly. Yeah, well, it's great. I can't even remember what the question was, but um, is it fun? Is it fun? Yes, it is fun. It's so fun. Good. You can, I think, you can see the the 
joy mm. coming out of us when right. we play you yeah. know we you know in the pictures we're just smiling we're just there's just so much energy and just happiness and yeah it just Fantastic. just completely fills me up with joy just. if there's one thing i mean if you can inspire other people to play that's that's sort of it isn't it really that's the thing you want to do i suppose no i'd rather just uh you know inspire people to buy our stuff yeah. <laughs> kill off all the other bands no, no, no need to start your own band don't do that we can do that for you Right, look, you've done so well, and I want to let you get on. But last question is the typical other question, which we always have, which is so. So you run a hotel, hear the peaches, run in a hotel. What do each of you do? What's your job? I'm the manager. (laughs) I'm overseeing them. Okay, definitely. Because I don't like doing actual work. Any other roles? I'm the housekeeper because that is what I do. <laughs> so you're actually, yeah. you're actually qualified. I actually work in a hotel, yeah. <laughs> and bar manager is what I know best. Yeah. Yes, yes. Keep your top on though, please. <laughs> I'll do the cooking because I like putting things into food without people knowing. <laughs> Okay, so you've got a hotel then. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what's it called? It's like in Spinal Tap, what are the hours, isn't it? It's like that. <laughs> yeah, what are the hours? The, the, the Dolphin Hotel in Felix State, that's up for sale. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. Wow, about about right size for the peaches. One day this will be important. People will come and ask yeah. you. They'll be like, yeah. I heard yeah. you interviewed peaches yeah. before Peach, they... as we call them now. Before they went on that killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the original members is still in there. Well, look, thank you so much. Uh, have a great practice, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have to do this thank you. Well done. Thank you very much, guys. Of course, Matthew is an avid fan of the show. Loves it. Loves the show. You say he dropped in some bits about the show there because he knew what was coming <laughs> with my dangerous microphone. So, shall we have a listen to one of the songs? I think we're going to play Wasp Factory. Wasper Factory. What are we playing? I, we haven't. Even, have we got anything from them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's listen to um, a recent single from Ecto Peach, Wasp Factory. I thought you wanted me to say it. Mm.
So, as we usually do when we do these wider scenes, as well as bands, we like to talk to a local promoter, find a little bit about the local scene. Now, you and I, looking from an outsider point of view, looking into Ipswich, we've both gone a bit heavy metal, isn't it? Well, traditionally, I think it's always been a bit heavy metal yeah. in Ipswich. Yeah. And uh, so I interviewed a guy called Darren Smith, nice guy. Local yeah. promoter in Ipswich for Dead Soul Promotions. He's got loads of d- different promotion things he does as well, though. But he talks, I, I talked to him about the venues in Ipswich. He used to be in a band himself, mm. um, and a band that did quite well, toured quite well, heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. But he made lots of contacts through it, yeah. and through that, he's managed to get right. some good bands into Ipswich. He hasn't got one specific venue he plays at. He, he's bought stages and some stuff at some of these venues mm. and, and, and maybe not being appreciated. But these things are always in a sort of evolution, aren't they? That's yeah. the thing about live art, I think, is that, you know, things come and go, artists come and go, money comes and goes, like money streams, yeah. people just drop out, leave, yeah. geographically change, yeah. and things are always sort of fluid like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's why you need good live venues. You need yeah. venues that have the money to sustain themselves because that's where the scene enters in. Yeah, Got well, the music room, I think, has just changed ownership. He was particularly worried yeah. about how well it was going to work out, but I've just seen a post the other day and he looked like he was very happy. He looked like they had a good mm. event there, so that's great. Yeah. But yeah, he's managed to get good bands in and a little bit like Jonathan dad sometimes he puts has to put his own hand in his pocket to get yeah. bands he wants yeah or thinks people should see yeah. into the area yeah so he's an interesting sort of guy and he just does it himself yeah because otherwise so he ends up well, being the doorman yeah <laughs> you know, well, because he, the sound he can rely on himself yeah, yeah exactly because you don't have to like negotiate with yourself yeah. but no that that is true though you know it's always been the case isn't it that people put their hands in their pockets in order to keep it going yeah essentially you know yeah. those are sort of heroes right? yeah but you know walking down uh, standing outside we had to wait uh, to get into the pub to be interviewed and like sort of people going past hi hi they sort of look, yeah, it's yeah. obviously well known on the Ipswich scene um, yeah so it was a good little chat with him should we have a little listen to what he's got to say well, for himself before you do that can I just ask about dead, the phrase dead soul does he mean dead soul as in in order to light this metal your soul must be dead or is it possible to kill like actually have a dead soul like I don't know what a dead body well, is it could be a dead fish like... <laughs> <laughs> or dead he soul. doesn't like soul music <laughs> Well, look, let's hear more from yes. the man, or yes. something at least from the man. So, the Ipswich scene, what's it all about? I think Ipswich has always had a good rock, metal, punk scene, but um, they've got a, there's a good hip-hop scene here as well, which um, has been getting better over the years. If you compare it to other towns similar size, I've often got told by bands and promoters, like, they're shocked at sort of how well it's, you know, attended. I'm getting offered tours which normally would have gone straight to Norwich, so uh, I'm just trying to make sure uh, the venues can, you know, be up to that level of, say, the UEA and Waterfront in Norwich. Um, but we're, we're slowly getting there. So there's a lot of venues in Ipswich opening this year as well, so... Oh, really? Yeah, so a couple of more opening. We'll be having original music nights there? Uh, yeah, so at the moment uh, you've got the Smokehouse, which I think is about 80 capacity, yeah. just down the road from here. And then the music room, where I do most of my live music events, that's 400 capacity just by the docks. Been doing gigs there for about 18 years on and off. Three years ago, I, I bought a stage for it and slowly building up. Uh, just need a bit more support. Um, 
with getting like a decent sound system and stuff involved. And then you've got the baths, which is going to open. Well, it is. I think it's already open now. Yeah. Just about down the road from here. Um, I think that's 300, 400 capacity. And then you've got the church venue opening in the centre of town, which is going to be 225. Is that so. where the, there used to be a tourist information? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so right in the centre, yeah, they're doing it up, and that's the baths and the church is run by the people that uh, do the smokehouse. So oh, okay. I see this obviously in good hands because they know what they're doing, like musical-wise. You're built back to where it was before the pandemic? Um, there's... Slight change, like I, I DJ down the road uh, a pub called Brewers Arms every Monday. Um, before before the lockdown, we used to sort of there's a pool table in there. We had fr we have fr free pool every Monday as well. But we used to pull, push the table back because we'd always get people dancing and headbanging, um, even little, little mosh pits going on. But since the lockdown, uh, we had so many weeks where everybody had to sit outside or sit inside and. Like now, everyone is just so used to getting into that pub and just sitting down. Like sometimes they forget. Like I even got oh, a couple of weeks ago, there's a couple of people came in. Um, I think they're from Colchester actually, and they said, "Are we are we allowed to, to dance?" And I was like, "Yes, please do." Like it's, it's funny because like people, I do DJ nights here at St Jude's as well, and obviously you've seen like where they have got the dance yeah. floor area, yeah. and people are always dancing at every event. But yeah, the Monday nights, it's kind of weird that it's, it, it seems just in their heads because they were so used to just going out and sitting down uh, it took about I'd say six months or more even at the music room you know, a big 400 capacity venue people were still sitting down watching I was like had to keep announcing you know we're not in lockdown anymore come come forward you're a guitarist and yeah. a bass player is that yeah. how you kind of got into promotion yeah um, yeah so I started with guitar well actually thinking way back started on keyboard <laughs> going way back to to high school and I started my first band a very old school death metal band called Playroom um, we used to use an old karaoke machine with two cassettes so we could only have two inputs so I'd play guitar and hit, hit record some vocals and then 2005 my first ever gig which was uh, with my band but also promoting um, right was at the fire and ice and it kind of took off from there so you started promoting yeah. uh, from then for your own band but when yeah. did it sort of develop more into sort of doing promotions for other bands only about a year later so 2005 there was a couple of gigs which we weren't playing i was just promoting and then 2006 is when i started the massacre metal night which is still going now that was a weird time because that's when I started uh, Eastern Front, which is my black metal band. And then for that time, there was probably about a 10 year period, 2006. Yeah, it's about 10 years where I didn't do much promotion because right. Eastern Front was quite busy. We were playing through in Europe and obviously we got signed. Wow. And we had we got three albums out. In that period of time, despite the offers, a lot of the time the gigs, gig offers would come through but would already be on tour or yeah, you yeah. Know, rehearsing or something like that. So 2000 and 16 I think was when I started back up again yeah yeah actually 2016 I think was when I started doing DJ nights um, again so yeah there was a big sort of gap in between but yeah since then it's just built on itself uh, over the years we've had I've had bands over from America South Africa India uh, France Germany yeah, all Portugal, <laughs> all yeah. sorts, uh, Spain as well. Yeah, so yeah. that's my main aim is 
because I built up some contacts while we were we were on tour, plus right. other contacts. Sometimes I'll get, get offered a gig, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have heard all the bands, but you check them out, yeah. and you know if they're they're on tour from Greece, you you want to help them out, or yeah, they're yeah. coming over from Spain or like South Africa or somewhere like that. You you know check them out, and you're like, yeah, that would definitely work. Um, yeah. And I think from a punter's point of view, even if you haven't heard it, like how often are you going to see a band from India uh, playing death metal? Uh, that was at the, actually at the Swan Pub. So, you know, you're not going to see that again. Um, no. Well, I suppose if you're doing your job properly, yeah. people will start to respect your decisions yeah. on who you're getting in. Yeah, of course, yeah. So they're like, oh, well, he's putting them on, they must be good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I've had a few people just say, like, any random night, sometimes I get a random message on a Tuesday, Darren, what's on tonight? If there is something on, then I, I usually do know about it. Um, so yeah, a lot of people sort of, I think they know it's a safe bet. If they come to a Dead Soul show, they know they're gonna get a decent like mail night. You're a promoter. How yeah. do you get people to come out to your gigs? <laughs> right, so when I first started, so 2005, six, it was very, social media wasn't really a th big thing back then. It was nowhere near like it is now. Um, mainly just printing posters, flyers, um, handing them out around town. I know I could just take a bunch of flyers down to the town hall on a Saturday. Uh, I did get in trouble a couple of times because I used to laminate the posters and tie them to the lampposts. <laughs> but I think if, even if it's up there for a couple of hours on a Saturday where everyone's handing it out, that's, people used to sort of know, right, let's check the lamppost for the next gig. Uh, HMV used to let me put posters up. They still do, actually. I put one in there yesterday. Um, so you still do the posters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you still do still think, sort of legwork and those... Yeah. Positions. I still do flyers, but these days people, especially when you're giving out down the pub... Um, people sort of oh yeah cool put it in their pocket so back then it was flyers and posters facebook yeah. these days uh it's all about adverts and paying for promotion and yeah yeah uh, people probably know that i've got maybe three or four different facebook yeah. profile pages because you could only invite 50 people to a gig right. and that was it sometimes i forget like i've got one that's just basically just for Ipswich people and there's probably like five six hundred people on that one obviously they don't all come out every, every time, time yeah, but yeah. like there's like shows like how healthy the scene is yeah, here yeah it's, it's a just, big um, call of people to call on but um, so yeah nowadays it's Facebook advertising which obviously links to Instagram <sighs> everyone's in the sand I should get involved on like TikTok promotions and all this <laughs> even Snapchat apparently I've yeah. never even used that um, apparently they now run adverts but I know a lot of people do use that platform, so yeah. obviously most of the gigs I do are over 18, but I think a lot of 18 plus, they're on TikTok these days, just like yeah. we were on MySpace back in the day. Yeah. Um, so I've been looking into that, but my main platform would be like Facebook, Instagram, and then still giving out flyers. Like Everything I've done from day one is literally you know, off my own back and any 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 money that is made just goes straight into the kitty to go into the next one and sort of go f carry on from that we have a uni here now uh, I am talking to someone regarding like uh, like people that are studying like sound technology and stuff like that because okay. the last couple of years um, me and my friend James have sort of been doing ourselves um, the last year or so uh, there's been a lot of gigs where I've done the lights, the door, the booking promotion, and then I'm doing the sound as well. <laughs> and then you get people texting, like, because the music room's upstairs, someone would need the lift, so then they're calling me as well. 
<laughs> and then yeah so I'm end up doing six people's jobs so I'm like if any volunteers would like to get involved with Dead Soul Promotions yeah. let me know like <laughs> if you could promote any um, artist or get them to play in Ipswich who would it be? I mean there's uh, people know I listen to I, li I mainly listen to like Extreme Black Metal right. and uh, Doom it's annoying because I nearly got them a couple of years ago a band oh, really? from America called Yuda. Uh, okay. I nearly had them. They're now sort of getting to a bigger level. Yeah. A bit like uh, I had Portuguese Black Mellers Guerrilla. I had them, was it last year, I think? And now they're playing all the big circuits. They're actually one of my favourite bands at the moment. Yeah. I work with lots of different booking agents. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it works. I don't have there's no set formula like if someone was to think oh I want to do what Darren does like it's kind of difficult because you need to build up the contacts yeah. over the years and like yeah. the first contacts I made were through touring around Europe myself so if you could change one thing about the Ipswich music scene what would it be? that's another hard question I don't know I guess the support behind the scenes um, right there's a lot of people that say they, they'd love to do what I do or help out but then I think they think I'm a millionaire which I really am not <laughs> it's like it takes a lot you know you're saving you're, you're putting your own money into it some nights you're losing a lot some nights you you make it back and it's you know it's kind of hit and miss <laughs> it's, it's a risky business yeah so yeah I'd say support yeah which I think will happen this year there's a few few interested parties you know I say to some people, you know, I don't own a house, but I own a stage with all these amps. I actually build, you know, I, I build a lot of memories for other people and yeah. and, and the scene as a whole. Well, brilliant. That's, yeah. Thanks very yeah. much, Dan. It's great to talk Cheers, to you. Is there any, anything else you want to add? No. Uh, if people aren't aware, just check out Dead Soul Promotions online, uh, facebook.com slash Dead Soul Promotions. If you're curious about the Ipswich scene, um, send a message I do get a lot of messages but if it pops up and someone's like oh I, I want to check out the Ipswich scene obviously I'm definitely going to make sure I get back to you as soon as possible so, and uh, please for someone out there <laughs> come and give Dan a hand <laughs> so Mr Peter Turner yes tell me about this young band from Framlingham. Icarus. Icarus. Well, you know what? Icarus we saw at um, the Hunter Club a while back. And they were a band that I was just interested in hearing more about, actually. They are from Framlingham. They're incredibly young. Sort of 18, a couple of them. I think a couple of them have just left school. So they're sort of just getting out of school, basically. And I did wonder, when I interviewed them back at the Hunter Club, whether they thought I was some strange old man. They twigged. <laughs> they, they've, they've worked it Bastard. out. So I had to be fun and jovial with them. But yeah. i tell you what they did do. They sat around a table and I thought, oh shit, right, names. Because what I normally do, and this is uh, just breaking the secrets here about interviewing, is that I normally put people in alphabetical order. <laughs> I actually stand them in order. Because when you've got, I've got here um, Tom, Hunter, Hayden. I've got two H's and an Archie. I thought, right, get Archie at the left-hand side and you go round to T. So how do you, how do you make this happen? Because I've never heard this before. I've, I, I have to do this because I have to tell them and just say, look, can you stand here? They all sat down at a table. 
And I went, oh, okay. I was completely lost as to who they were. And I had to sort of work it out on the fly. You were like, right, you're the drummer, aren't you? But anyway, I managed it. Um, Framlingham. Tell me what you know about Framlingham. It's a castle. Yes, and? I think one of Henry VIII's wives stayed there. Christ, this is really like old man staff. They've got a nice deli family. <laughs> yes, but Ed Sheeran is from Framlingham. Is the thing which oh, right, you're supposed okay. to yeah, say. Yeah. Who they do mention because I said you yeah, must be the best thing to come out of Framlingham. They said, well, Ed Sheeran, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. They are a quartet, classic two guitars, bass and drums, funky soul, sort of mid '90s, that sort of reef feel. I mean, they are a bit of a throwback. I don't think they realise they are actually. They sound a bit like something you might hear in the sort of mid '90s. So while we're on the subject, mm. two guitars, yeah, difficult to make work sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. How do they make it work? They make it work because. Because the lead singer basically plays guitar, does most of the strumming. Right. And then you've got a lead guitarist putting all the fiddly bits underneath, so it's very distinct. Okay, so yeah, they're never distinct. doubling up on the rhythm? No, no not, not really, no, not really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got Tom Turner. It's interesting, because my brother's name's Tim Turner. Well, that threw me. Yeah, um, that who was a um, singer, although I've written here Singe. He's actually a singer. Uh, Hunter Goddard on lead guitar. Really slick lead guitarist. Uh, Hayden Peasy on bass. And Archie Lucas on drums. And uh, they've had several singles out on Spotify, mainly 2022. And their recent single, Chameleon, just came out very recently. And, uh, yeah, exciting band. They do write good songs as well. Very good. Good live. Good following. There are the age as well, aren't we? We've said this before that, you know, are they going to stay together? They yes. could be going off to university. Exactly. It's, it's tricky, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's a point in your life where you're better off meeting after school almost, aren't you? Because mm. I don't mean like, you know, behind the bike sheds. I mean, like, actually after you finish sixth form or something, because then you're, then you're going off. Yeah. And that's actually where bands split up. You're better off <laughs> after that point. But, you know, you never know. Maybe yeah. they'll uh, stick around in Framlingham. Yeah, that's, do where some farming. Their, that's where they cut their teeth. Yes. Who knows? We might see them back after they've all gone to university and come back again. Well, they've played, we might, they played a latitude. We, we've missed them a latitude. They have actually played a latitude. They played one of the years we went. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe they'll play this year. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe we should hear from the boys themselves. This interview was taking place outside a toilet at the Hunter Club in Bury St Edmunds. You will hear rattling, people nearby and urination. Let's listen. Not to the urination. No. Ignore that. Hi, right, we've got Framlingham's greatest rock band with us here. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll just find out where we are. We've got Archie on the drums. Hello. I was going to ask you to sit in order, actually, <laughs> so I could actually get this right. Then we've got Hayden on bass and backing vocals. That's me. And then we've got Hunter on lead guitar and vocals. That's you. That's Hello. me. And Tom the singer. Hello. Thank Hello. you. Hello. Right, look, let's get down to some simple stuff here. How's the Framlingham rock scene going? It is it's about as kind of great as you'd expect a Frowling or Roxy to go we're you know we're so desperate to kind of get more bands you know we we we, we go around kind of school we um three of us still go to school in Fram and we're kind of we're really eager to kind of get bands going kind of as as we did um and because we know kind of you know when you get started it's it's amazing but i think people maybe you know don't see that Framlingham kind of has the biggest music scene and kind of don't give it a go at first I would say a similar sort of thing that um, Fram has a really interesting music scene and there's a lot of different people going around or at least our portion of Suffolk I guess maybe outside Fram and 
yeah, I think there's some people that are trying to start up and we're trying to uh, build on that, I guess, and help them out. So, yeah. Are you sort of forerunners then, really? You're sort of the, the key band. Oh, except for Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Except for Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, Ed Sheeran, yes, that's right. Uh, kind of less than that, I think we're just kind of, we, you know, we've given it a go. And I think maybe kind of, I think maybe people see that we've given it a go and kind of want to want to try it. Well, look, tell us about your band name. Obviously, Icarus from the Greek myth. Uh, does that you've changed to a K? Yeah. <laughs> Any particular reason for the name? No. Oh, yeah. it's, it's your it's your turn. Um, I think it was just to make it a little bit quirky. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, there's not much meaning behind it. Yeah. We're all a bit different. I think you know. No, 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 I think we're all a bit atypical. So kind of, we're, we're building on that a bit, but kind of atypical. Yeah, yeah, atypical. Um, but yeah, kind of Icarus. I'm not even sure where it came from. I think me and Hunter were just like... Tell you where, I, my, I was on a dog walk and I was talking to my sister because me and Tom were starting a band and she said, oh, what? I said, what should we call it? And she was like, oh, Wings of Icarus. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Bit long. Um, and then we called... Yeah. yeah. It does sound good though. Wings of Icarus. Yeah, it's quite... It, it was catchy, but I think Icarus is punchy, especially a lot of our songs are one word, so having a one word name for a band <laughs> is fitting. There are a lot of... There are a lot of new bands coming up that are something of Icarus. You've got like Sons of Icarus yeah, yeah. and you've got Icarus Vision. And it's like, I think they're copying us guys. <laughs> I think I think that's what we're doing. We need to we need to trademark yeah, our name. Exactly. <laughs> I think Sons of Icarus are fairly local, aren't they? they are. You've got yeah. two Icaruses. Yeah, they're they're go- they're doing a gig at the smokehouse I saw. Yeah. Um, with Anorak, which what is cool. Pretty, pretty decent though, from what I've heard. Yeah, but like, they can't be the original. <laughs> <laughs> with a K. Yeah. So, um, three of you are still at school in Framlingham. How did yeah. the band sort of come together? Was that school was where it sort of happened? Yeah. Or, yeah? Do you want me to? You were the okay. original. Okay, so this is Tom. Yeah, <laughs> this is Tom. So basically, uh, me and Hunter went to this, uh, it's like an after school club basically, just started kind of knocking around a few tracks. Because I remember we'd always kind of talked about it from, we used to sit together in mass in year eight and we're like, oh, wouldn't it be like so cool if we could start a band? And we never got around to it. And then, yeah, what, one day we just we just thought, all right, let's go to this, bring a couple of guitars. And we loved it. It was amazing. I remember like that night I showed my parents what we what we wrote, which was, machine I think, gun, machine, it was called Machine Machine oh, Gun. Yes. It was the ropiest song you will ever hear. Um, but it, you know, it was a start, and we loved it. And so yeah, we were there, and we saw this weird kid like in the corner, just like playing bass to like to the songs we were like playing our songs. Really badly. Yeah. <laughs> and we we're like, all right, right, let's get let's get this guy over. Uh, oh yeah, you had to be persuaded by the guy who runs it to let me have a go because you didn't want a drummer or a bassist. Yeah. We were very single-minded, I think, at that point. Uh, Rogley, so so yeah, Hay- Hayden joined and kind of instantly made a difference. And then um, Archie sent us a, a cover of one of our songs on Instagram, and it kind of it just changed the whole thing. We got him in, and it was uh, the, the the difference he made was absolutely incredible. And he's 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 pretty decent as a drummer. The single vaccine, um, you've got the quote on there: "Time to play outside." Now, did the band sort of form in lockdown? Is that sort of part of the yeah. sort of story? Yeah. So, Tom wrote the song, and that was during lockdown, wasn't it? You wrote. 
wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it at the. Oh, sorry. I wrote it. I wrote it at the start of lockdown, and I think kind of you know everyone was so fed up at that point. So I just I wanted to make a song that was kind of punchy and just yeah get me out of here. And yeah, I came. I, I thought of that time to play outside, and I just I loved it. I loved how that fitted, and it was just kind of what everyone wanted. And I, I was listening to a bit of the Offspring, and um, oh, what song is it? Oh, it's something like it's keep them separated, but it's called what's it called? I can't remember. The Offspring have a song that has a line in it that's this is a, making for a really good interview material but there's a line in it that's something like that and that's what I based on <laughs> Man Down it's no surprise you do that first really as a sort of crowd pleaser it's, very, it's one of those sort of 80s danceable tunes that's what it feels like a sort of uh, Stone Roses kind of track almost <laughs> is it a sort of a night out song or a sort of holiday song that's what it feels like oh oh interesting that's interesting I'd say that yeah kind of like a I don't know. I think there's there's something in that. There's something about it kind of... I love how it starts. It's really punchy. Mm. And I think there's just something that always gets us, like, pumped up. We love starting with it because it just gets... It gives us so much energy. And I think kind of we carry that then through the set. I think that um, out of the songs we've recorded, it's, like, the most raw. Because when we went to record it, we we did five songs in the studio, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was really the only one that really had four tracks maybe five couple guitar tracks but like that was that's how we play it is how it's recorded so I think yeah that says quite a lot about the vibe Berlin 75 is not on the set list I noticed is there a reason for that? well I think uh, the opposite of Man Down where we have just like four or five tracks Berlin had quite a lot of guitar tracks especially so it's quite hard to replicate it live and when you when you've already heard it in the studio and you compare it to live it can be a bit of a I feel like a bit of a letdown maybe maybe not a letdown but the, the feeling of the song is still there and people yeah. still love it but for us there's just something missing that we can't replicate yeah. live so we've recently we've written loads of new songs and we're really excited about them because they were they were really punchy and uplifting so we we wanted to serve we, we wanted to fit them all the new ones in as well so we kind of had to sacrifice a song here or there it was a hard decision though i think kind of we we had to cut some kind of to make a, a set that was uh, short enough for an event like this we had to cut songs that we love and you know we, we love Berlin because it's it was one of the first songs we kind of released ever as a band and but I think you know at, at some point unfortunately some, some have got to go also I do forget the lyrics for that song a lot <laughs> it's quite long isn't it actually as yeah. well for a pop song yeah. I, I think it's your most streamed song as well I think yeah. it is yeah well, of course uh, of course Tom doesn't forget any lyrics other than Berlin oh, yeah, 75 exactly, yeah. definitely not in this gig or anything like that so. <laughs> so we talk about Berlin 75 we've also got uh, Fuji so is there a sort of theme a sort of uh, foreign theme going on in the band have you been to Fuji Mount Fuji I've never been to Japan I don't think any of us have and I don't think what we do has anything to it most of what we write is just whatever comes to Tom's head and most of that sounds good so we make it into a song yeah if I mean have you included any references in any songs to, to other songs that we've written oh what except did I do except for Man Down where you go I'm going Supersonic Oasis yeah. I think that's kind nice. of yeah inf- influences are such a massive part and kind of for me although you know I haven't been to Japan I kind of wanted to replicate what I hear in other songs in this song kind of, oh sorry it was the great wave of Kanga, it, yeah. Kang, oh, Kangan yeah. Hour I think it was yeah. like the painting yeah, that you so, said yeah. inspired you yeah a painting by um, painting by Hokusai which Hokusai, I yes. didn't did art and I, I just I found it quite interesting so I wanted to I wanted to challenge myself write a song around it uh, and in the background of the, the painting is Mount Fuji 
you? So, yeah, yeah, we did a series of 30, didn't yes, we? I yeah. think, yeah, 30 different ones. And that was going to be the original cover, wasn't it? And then yeah, we it put it, it. and then we put it in the EP. So, but that cover was really cool. Yeah. But I was going to say, Hokusai got in touch and said, "You can't have it. You can't have it." Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, last question um, is drugstore. Is has that? has a kind of Coldplay feel, like a really early Coldplay feel to it. And then you've got Vaccine, which has a kind of Arctic Monkeys feel to it. Is that a sort of accurate representation of some of the influences you have? I feel like that's just Tom from one pole to another, isn't it? Because Tom's our songwriter, so um, all of what we do is off him. Tom, it's you again. Yeah, it's always Tom. Well, uh, to be fair, I'm so glad you said that about Coldplay because as much as I hate to admit it, um, at the time I was writing that, I, I, I just kind of almost rediscovered Yellow and I hadn't realised kind of... Exactly what Yeah, thinking. how it's such, a, it's such a good song. Whether you like Coldplay or not, it's a classic, kind of those early Coldplay songs are so raw and indie. And you mean like Parachute? Yes, yeah, yeah. That whole album, yeah. It, insane. And even, you know, into um, the, the second one, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but what's it called? Rush to Rush of Blood to the That's head. it, Rush yeah. of Blood to the Head. Like incredible, the songwriting, the music is incredible, and I really wanted to bring that to a song that we did and kind of drugstores the one where I kind of went wild and I was like, all right, let's just make this kind of, I just want to make this perfect. I want to make this exactly like what I hear in these records. Fantastic. Guys, anything you want to add? Um, Otherwise it's just a good big goodbye yeah. Uh, yeah our new single Chameleons out on the 20th yeah. of January we have lots of upcoming gigs you sound like a radio like a 50s radio <laughs> announcer I, I, I do <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I do well, look we'll say a good big, a big goodbye from all the guys goodbye right so we're going to listen to one of their singles their most recent one it's a track called Chameleon Would you wait for me on the other side of the borderline? Throw your weight around trying to change your mind And I can't see straight Would you run for me? Try your hand just to find something you can't see Make your mind up late just to make a scene That you can't explain Love me, you hate me, you try not to phase me You tell me to run away Ten more cities to go, can't get you out my face Hey, try and get out late I'm waiting on your answer here On my own Shapes, you're shifting time and space to find your plane Sat here on your own You're a chameleon The clock is ticking now On the other side of the borderline When the sun goes down In the nick of time Would you wait for me? On the other side Dancing round on the tables You say goodnight With that look in your eyes Yeah, you say mine And I can't see straight Cause you love me You hate me You try not to phase me You tell me to run away Ten more cities to go Can't get you out my face Hey 
shifting time and space Try and make up just to find your place Out here on your own You're a chameleon Independent Venue Week yes. happens every year in um, the UK, yeah. and Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester is involved, as yeah. are lots of venues, yes. and we got invited to go and set up some, uh, have a night there, set up some gear, and choose some acts, yeah. which is fantastic, so we managed to get some along. Yes. Namely, Dean Frost, Dean in order of Frost. appearance, yeah, Dean, Dean Frost, Frost, and then uh, Jack Walsh, Jack Walsh, Katie for Kings, Kings. Uh, Fraser Morgan Trio, yeah. and Emma Sampson Trio as well, and it was mm-hmm. a bloody amazing night. I really. can believe how many people turned up on a Monday night. It was a Monday, right, the worst possible, if I you know. had to choose a date. I know, we, we, a... <laughs> we sort of said, well, we'll do all the advertising, mm. do all the promotion and stuff, but we'll just expect not anyone to turn up. Mm. How many? You were on the door. I think it was 53. 53 on and a Monday night. And that was just night. paying punters. There was the, you know, the band stuck around. Everybody mm. stuck around to see each other, which yeah. was nice as well. But on a so Monday the, night, on the 30th of January, yeah. you would not expect yeah, that Yeah, with many. the tables out and everything, and it was full. Yeah. It yes. was just amazing to behold how much talent we've got, and that's just five acts from Colchester. There yeah, are so many others. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Really good. Yeah. So hopefully in the future we can put on some more um, some more uh, acoustic acts, which we are going to again yeah. in March in this March. year. Yeah, Ooh. at the Brew House in Colchester. Yes. yes, it was superb. Thank you to anyone who came down. So the wrap-up section. The wrap-up section. Kind of, <laughs> that's something I always did, but they never knew about. It was really <laughs> awful every well, single there's, time. Well, there's something we always do, but yeah, it but always gets cut out. We can't do that. Oh, yeah, we can't do that. No, we shouldn't. No, now, this is our new section. Oh, yeah, okay, this yeah. is our new section. Um, what has happened to... And then we chose someone, and we asked you to get in touch and tell us whether you'd seen them or anything any, around. And um, last time you'll remember, we discussed Trevor Cleaver from Grange Hill. Do you remember Trevor Cleaver from Grange Hill? Oh, Trevor Cleaver. Was he mm. friends with Tucker Jenkins? He was. He was, was quite he? big. You know, like ginger hair. Oh, curly yeah. hair. Had five legs. <laughs> you must remember him. I can't remember him. How anyway. could you forget somebody with five <laughs> legs on Grange Hill? So forgettable. Yeah. When he left Grange Hill School, what actually happened to him? And we actually had someone get in touch. Someone from St. Neots. who had left the name uh, Lionel. That's all we've got. Yeah. And he said this. Trevor um, does our windows on a monthly basis. Uh, nice chap, but has been known to leave soiled rags in my garden. Uh, still a bargain at £10 a shot. Um, he also supplies meth and cut to size MDF for dry walls. So he is out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what we'll do, we'll set one up for next time. If you yeah. want to get in touch with us and tell us what happened to Goldilocks. Bears. 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 Yeah. Goldilocks. Porridge. 
Bears. 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 Porridge. Bye bye, kids. Word. Bye, Matt. We'll see. You. <laughs> bye, Matt. <laughs> Who's the other person who listens? Nobody. Literate kings and friends talking bullshit again.